five, six, seven, eight. Hi, Jocelyn. Hi, Chrissy. What's the story? Morning Glory. What's a tale? Nightingale. Did you hear we're interviewing Bobby Rydell? <laughs> <laughs> we are so fortunate to sit down with one of my lifelong heroes, teen idol Bobby Rydell, to talk all about his time in the 1963 classic film version of Bye Bye Birdie. Without further ado, here is Bobby Rydell. So of course, before we start the interview, we really do want to thank you so much from the bottom of our hearts for joining us today. It is such an honor to have you on. Thank you ever so much. My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, this is truly so special. Growing up, you were like a Conrad Birdie to me. (laughs) (laughs) And I've been collecting your album since I was a little girl. So, Well, isn't that nice? Thank you very much. (laughs) Thank you. This is so special. She was so excited. She's been excited like all week ever (laughs) since. And (laughs) we're just thrilled. The best. So we are here today because of the iconic film version of Bye Bye Birdie, which celebrated Uh its 58th anniversary last month. I didn't even know that. Really? The 58? Oh, that's right. 1963. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 1963. Yeah. Wow. Amazing. I got it. I was 20 at the time. (laughs) And to this day, it is still a film that is iconic and loved by people of all ages. And we wanted to ask you, why do you think it's has that level and why it's so timeless? Well, I think there's two movies that have become classic over the years. One being Bye Bye Birdie and the other one being Grease. In school, most of the plays that are being put on by, you know, the students in school are either Grease or Bye Bye Birdie. And they're iconic and they're classics. And I think that's why, you know, uh, it's just that they were... Uh, great movies, a lot of fun, a lot of great music, a lot of great dancing, and uh, it will it will just you know live forever, you know, long before I'm gone. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, I did Bye Bye Birdie in high school, and it was like the first musical I ever got to do. And here I am, still obsessed. <laughs> oh, there. And there you go, Joyce Lynn. Yeah. You know, it's just. So it's so much fun. It's a great show <laughs> with wonderful. a lot of amazing songs and the characters are so cute. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, matter of fact, uh, let me see. Before before, before I made Birdie, um, uh, when I opened at the Copa, the Copa Cabana in New York City, I was the youngest uh, entertainer to work the Copa Cabana. Amazing. And my opening number was Lots of Living. That was my opener at the Latin Casino. Pop, 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 pop. There are chicks just right for some kissing. (laughs) And that was, you know, well, I was 19. And then a year later, I'm in the film with, of course, my girl, Anne Margaret. Yeah. Amazing. Had you worked with Anne Margaret? Like prior, had you met? No, no. Uh, I only, you know, uh, I screen tested with Anne uh, for the director, George Sidney. And, you know, when you screen test, you read a few lines from the script, you know, and uh, we sang a couple of lines. Like she sang, one boy, one special boy, one girl, one special girl, so on and so forth. And, um, but I remember seeing Anne in her first movie, a movie called Pocket Full of Miracles, which I absolutely adored. It was a a classic movie, really a classic, funny as hell, funny as hell. And Anne was, that was her debut. 
and, and on the silver screen, the pocket full of miracles. And we got along so well together on the set. To this day, she'll call me, I'll call her. And matter of fact, it's been a while, but the last time I talked to Anne was when her husband, Roger Smith, passed away. And they were married for, I think it was something like 50 years. And I gave Anne my condolences and she said, oh, thank you ever so much, Bobby. But you remember how sick he was. I said, I certainly do. And I, you know, I remember that very, very well. I just wanted to call and, you know, say, God bless you and wish you my condolences. And since 1963, we've been friends. I'll call her, she'll phone me just to find out how you doing? Is everything okay? You know, she's a, she's a great lady, a great lady. I love that you guys have stayed friends for so long. You Very know, nice. the connections we make through art are just, they're so special. Yeah. Well, the last time that we were together uh, in person uh, was in uh, California when they remade Bye Bye Birdie. They went digital and Anne and I did a Q&A. <clears throat> and we had a break and uh, so we went over to the Beverly Hills Hotel and myself and one of the uh, producers or directors of, of the show. But Roger, Roger wasn't with, with us. So I turned to Anne, I said, where's Roger? She said, he's watching the movie. I said, he's watching the movie. <laughs> you know, but... Uh, it was funny. I said, he's really watching the movie? Yeah, he wanted to see the movie. And then we go back, and then Anne and I are on stage doing a, a Q&A, you know, about the film, of course, you know. But uh, so that's what, 1963. It's now 2021. We've been friends for that long. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. That's really, really nice. Can you tell us a little bit about the audition process, what it was like to get the role of Hugo Peabody? Anne and I screen tested. We read a few lines from the script. And like I said, we sang one boy. I, uh, I sang one girl. And basically, you know, when you do a screen test, <clears throat> excuse me, they want to see how you come across on screen, what the personality is, so on and so forth. We were finished. And Mr. Sidney, George Sidney said, thank you ever so much. We'll be in touch. Okay, and I go back home to Philadelphia, fly home from California. And my manager at that time, his name was Frankie Day. He called me up. He said, they want you for the part of Hugo Peabody. Now, I had seen the play uh, previously, and Hugo Peabody did nothing. He had no lines. He didn't dance. He didn't sing. And I'm thinking to myself, what the hell kind of a part is this going to be? <laughs> but... When we started filming, Mr. Sidney, George Sidney saw magic between Anne and me. And every day that I went to Columbia Studios, my script got bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger to the point where there was a lot of dialogue, a lot of singing. And of course, the great dance number in Birdie was lots of living. Yeah. Yeah, that actually brings me to another question I had. Did you have a dance background? Because you are phenomenal in that number. No, I was never uh, like a tap dancer, you know, to lay down taps, you know, but I was always a fairly good mover. And our choreographer was a girl by the name of Anna White. 
and she had an assistant by the name of Tommy Panko. And we rehearsed, I think, the Lots of Living number for two weeks. And I think it took about a week, a week and a half, or possibly two weeks to shoot the number. And when Anna was teaching us, you know, all of the moves, you know, and the, 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 the stuff like that, she broke her, her foot and she was on crutches. And of course, the assistant, Tommy Panko, was, you know, showing us, you know, and helping us and helping uh, uh, the choreographer, Anna White. But she still, even on crutches, she was doing all of the stuff, you know, she was absolutely wonderful, absolutely wonderful. And, you know, I was very, uh, even uh, my, my dear friend, Frankie Avalon, he said, God, he said, you were great in that movie, that dance scene, he said, you were fantastic. I said, ah, thank you, Frank. You know, we've been friends forever, you know, Frankie Avalon and myself. Amazing, yeah, I think that is, the best dance sequence in any movie musical. It's it's phenomenal. It's great. It is. It, it is a great. It's a great number too. Like I said, that was my opener yeah. when I was nineteen years old. Lots of living. Yeah. Amazing. How full circle so is that too? I kind of knew too? the tune before. We, we kind of knew the tune before I made the movie. You know. <laughs> yeah, like Chrissy said, that's such an awesome full circle moment for you to have. And you know, I have to say, it is so amazing how you kind of made Hugo into the character that he has become in the sense that like, he's one of, I think my favorite characters in Bye Bye Birdie. Yeah. And to think that he didn't have as much to do before you came along, that's uh, that's quite the testament to your talent. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. That's uh, very sweet of you to say that. Thank you. Uh, and I think, you know, uh, Mr. Sidney, uh, who was a marvelous director, he did so many great movies, you know, and. Of course, uh, he helped Anne and myself, you know, to, you know, get that that magic together, you know. And I remember Mr. Sidney came to see me in Las Vegas, and he was showing me still pictures that some photographer took, but he had them. And it's like Anne and I and George Sidney. This is at rehearsal, and I'm looking at George Sidney, and Anne's looking at George Sidney, and. And Mr. Sidney said to me, you're probably saying to yourself, what the hell is he thinking about? <laughs> you, know, you know, what does he want us to do now? You know, but, uh, you know, he was very responsible, you know, for that camaraderie right. between Anne and myself. Do you have a favorite memory from working on the set that you'd like to share with us? I, I think, well, of course, a lots of little number goes without saying. Yeah. <laughs> but... Uh, when they're in the school, when they're in the high school, and she's, you know, between Conrad Birdie and the other guitar player, and I'm walking, you know, around the top of the gym, because that's where the scene was taking place. And, uh, and of course, uh, Conrad Birdie kisses her, and, she, and I jump off, and I run down, and I'm holding her, and she's looking at me. And to get through that scene was really tough, because the both of us couldn't keep our composure. Matter <laughs> of fact, I, I really think in what if you can if you watch real close, Anne starts laughing. <laughs> and I think I start laughing, but the camera's on Anne, you know, and she's like a little smirk, you know, a little yeah. So I think that was my favorite part, you know. Other than that, or oh, when I got thrown out of Moab. <laughs> Yeah. That's so funny you mentioned that because that scene in the gym is actually my favorite scene in the film. It, it makes really? me laugh so hard. Yeah, it's excellent. And I love the uh, 
the the slowed down version of One Last Kiss. It's great. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, I well, yeah. what the what a, a, towards the end of the movie, when you know Anne and and uh, and Jesse Pearson, who played Conrad Birdie, right. are on stage, and you see me, you know, jumping over again, you know, and then I'm on the crane, you know, and I'm left-handed. Right, right. I, everything I did, but the way the scene was shot, I had to hit Jesse Conrad with my right hand, and I actually I hit him one time. Said, oh, no. And he was a big guy, you know, he was a pretty big guy. I said, "Oh my God, God Jess, I'm sorry, man. You know, I'm left-handed. I couldn't control this, you know." That's <laughs> oh, God. And one of my favorite albums of yours is Bobby Sings Bye Bye Birdie. Yeah, that's a that's a damn good yeah. album. Thank you. That is Thank really you, good. Yeah. Thank and you. how did that come together? Uh, I, I guess it was all because of the movie, you know, and Cameo, who I recorded for at that particular time, said, hey, why don't we do a soundtrack just with Bobby? And uh, it, it was good. It was really a good album. I mean, I'm doing everything. I'm kids, and uh, yeah. and I sing. I think I, I sang. Oh, what's the tune that had "How Lovely to Be a Woman"? Yes, yes, I, I love that. I, I don't know why the hell I sang it. You know, <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, you know, all of the arrangements and the studio players in New York City. It was it was a lot of fun. It was a great session, a real great session. And I'm proud of the album. Very proud. Yeah, you should be because it is amazing. And I love that it has your own flair on it, too. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I mean, it's, you know, it's not you go Peabody anymore. It's Bobby Rydell mm -hmm. singing the exactly. song from Bye Bye Birdie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I love it so much. So I'd love to know, what is your favorite song in Bye Bye Birdie? I guess it would have to be Lots of Living. But there was one song that wasn't in the movie, and I'm because I did uh, uh, a summer stock. I did four weeks where I played oh, Albert no. Peterson. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I love yeah. that. Uh, oh yeah. Well, I, well, it was it was summer stock, you know, uh, with a marvelous company, a great company, and my manager at that time he called me up and said they want to use you for summer stock uh, for Bye Bye Birdie. I said, wow. I said, that's wonderful. He's, I said, what part? He said, you go Peabody. I said, get the hell out of here. I can't do you go Peabody. I'm 50 years old now. What am I going to get up? So then he came back. He said, what about Albert Peterson? I said, now you're talking, right? I'm trying to, re trying to remember the song because I'm off stage sitting in the pit with the orchestra and I have a telephone and I'm singing to and oh god what was song my god mm -hmm. i'll try and remember but it was a great it, it, you know it was in it was in the original you know uh broadway play uh, but it was never in the movie and i couldn't uh. understand why yeah i'll try and remember it as we go along yeah sure maybe sure that's, maybe that's why it wasn't in the movie because <laughs> nobody could remember it <laughs> oh the song was talk to me yes I love talk that song. Yeah, actually, I, I have a soft spot Talk to for me, it. baby, won't you talk to yes. me? I don't care what you say. Mm -hmm. Talk to me. It would. I think it. You know, because that was, you know, that was. I thought it was a beautiful tune, a really beautiful tune. Yeah. But you know, uh, that was yeah. at, at that time. I'm playing Albert Peterson in Summer Stock, 
So it was never in the movie, and Dick Van Dyke never sang the song. And I really couldn't understand why it, was, it wasn't in the movie. It was a beautiful piece of music. Yeah. He's talking to Rosie, excuse me. He's calling Rosie, yeah. Rosie, Janet, Rosie. Janet right. Lee. Yeah. Yeah. What a great, what a, what just a great story it is, you know, just hearing you kind of sing that little tune, just kind of like, it's, it is, it's so much fun. And I love that it has the multiple, like, love story lines. And, and you know, and you know, it was cute too. You know, it was cute too. At the very end of the movie, uh, when uh, uh, Dick Van Dyke and Janet Lee are, everything is rosy. Yeah. And then they, then, then, then the camera pans on Anne and me sitting, you know, in the, in the theater. And I sing to her, er, uh, 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 we will be like Rosie, uh, we will be like Rosie, just like Alvin Rosie, and I'm singing that to Anne. Yeah. And the heart is built too, let me go, <laughs> one of those sweet little kisses. <laughs> I love that moment. It's such a sweet moment. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, and the film itself has such... It has such wonderful actors in it. And this was still fairly early on in the 1960s. Of course, many of you were already quite established within your careers. But over time, just about every lead in the film has been named as a legend. What was it like getting to work alongside such fellow great performers? Oh, oh my God, it, 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 it was wonderful. I mean, you know, I, I've, uh, I've, I've always admired Dick Van Dyke and of course, <laughs> Well, you know, uh, Janet Lee. Oh, yeah. And when you when you're working with Janet Lee, what comes to mind? Psycho. Psycho. <laughs> <laughs> you know, right? I never asked her about the movie, but it was Janet Lee, and I think Psycho, Alfred Hitchcock. Yes. You know, <laughs> and Maureen Stapleton was marvelous. And what can I say about Paul Lynn? He was hilarious. Yeah. I mean, he would do things in between takes that. I can't even mention right now, but I mean, what a, you know, what a wonderful cast it was. I mean, every day we went to the set, you know, we went to Columbia studios. It was fun. It was a lot of fun making that movie, but you know, doing motion pictures is like the army hurry up and wait. Like I could be in makeup six thirty, seven o'clock in the morning and they never get to you because they're at a certain place in the script. And if it's shooting outside, the sun isn't right, you know, this, that, the other thing. So you can be just hanging around because maybe they want to go 40 pages where, where they are. They want to go because everything is right. You know, the lighting is right, so on and so forth. But um, uh, I remember I was there one day uh, for the whole day and I was never called. Wow. You know, so he's, you had to be there just in case, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. Yeah, I was actually gonna ask you about kind of the difference between, you know, a movie and a stage show and kind of what that's like, especially when you're making a show that was on stage into a film. Well, on, you know, on, on, the stage, on the stage show, whether it be, uh, you know, theater or working in nightclub, everything is spontaneous, mm -hmm. you know. There's no second takes, you know. There's no, okay, cut, let's shoot it again. So that would be the difference. Everything is spontaneous on legitimate theater and working a nightclub, you know, like the Copacabana, so on, so on. So for doing some kind of a concert somewhere. Yeah, there's screw ups, you know, when you do stuff live, but you can't do it again, you know, or you just say stop the band, 
stop the band. Let's take it from the top, guys. Right. You know, uh, that would be the only, uh, you know, semblance between making a movie and, you know, working live. But because I, I don't know how many times you were outside the school where Ann and I are under a tree. Mm -hmm. And, you know, uh, I'm talking to her. She's talking to me. And sometimes you have to cut because an airplane goes by or there's an ambulance that goes by or a police car. Whoa, cut, cut, you know, cut, yeah. So that's the difference. But, hey, listen, it, well, I'm not a movie star, but if I had to be associated with one motion picture, my God, Bye Bye Birdie. <laughs> yeah. You know. It's a great one. It was a winner. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Are there ways, I mean, obviously we're talking about it now, but uh, in what way does Bye Bye Birdie stay with you how many years later? Uh, not only stays with me, but because of the success of that movie and being the classic, you know, that it is and was and it will be, like I said, long after I'm gone. Uh, I think that's the thing that, you know, is really, you know, near and dear and close to my heart to be associated with a motion picture like that. If I never did another picture in my life, which I don't think I ever will, you know, I'm at that stage now where it's hard to walk. <laughs> but uh, that's the reason I think, you know, it's just uh, uh, to be associated with that motion picture uh, in my career is, uh, is really uh, a number one on my list. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's a really, it really is just, it's my favorite movie musical, and I don't think anything could ever top it for me, at least, you know? It's well, brilliant. Well, I mean, that's that's very sweet of you. Thank you. Is it Chrissy or Sissy? Chrissy. Is it Chrissy? Yeah, Chrissy. Chrissy, I, okay, because <laughs> I, I, could, I couldn't see the R because I think I called you... No, no, I called you Chrissy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're all good. Uh, <laughs> you got it. <laughs> yeah, uh... Well, I mean, if you really want to stop, you know, uh, uh, I mean, Greece had some great, great tunes in it. Oh, yeah. You know, and when we do the mm. show, when I say we, Frankie Avalon, Fabian and myself, we have a show called The Golden Boys. Mm. And we've been doing it since 1985. We're going into 2022. We're still booked to do that show after all of this, you know, horse crap gets out of the way with the pandemic sure. and this COVID crap. But yeah, uh, but... And Frankie does it in his show, uh, where he uh, he was uh, a teen angel. Yes. Right. And he sings "Beauty School Dropout," which was a great number. You know, a great number in that show. You know. Yeah, that's yeah. actually my favorite in Greece as well. I, I love that song. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's brilliant. I mean, and, and you know, Frankie comes down those stairs and he's all dressed in white. Right? You know, whoa, you know. Oh yeah. The whole, the whole heaven sequence. Oh, <laughs> like the hair. Yeah, yes. the whole, it was beautiful. It was a great number. Great. <laughs> Amazing scene. <laughs> you know, besides wanting to be Kim McAfee and Bye Bye Birdie as a kid, I wanted to be one of those girls with the curlers and their hair in grease. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. Right, you know? yeah. You're either going to be Kim McAfee or one of those girls in Greece with the curlers in That's their hair it. and all of that. <laughs> exactly that. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, so that actually brings us perfectly into our last question. Because we are a musical theater podcast, your name was the inspiration for Rydell High School, which is the coolest ever. How did that come together? I, I know. I honestly don't know. Uh, 
And when I went to see the movie, I basically went to see the movie because Frankie was in it, you know. And then all of a sudden I see Rydell Hyatt. Just, <laughs> what the heck is that? <laughs> so, I mean, every, you know, it's the same. Everybody asked me. I said, no, I had no idea. And then when I saw Rydell High, I said, they picked me. It could have been Presley High, Fabian High, Anka High, Everly High. But they picked Rydell, you know. So what an honor, you know, what an honor. That's that brilliant. Was. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah I remember watching Grease live and, and you were on during the uh, in-between sections. And I was like, oh, my gosh, Mom, Bobby's on TV with Grease live. How perfect is this? What, what, what are you talking about when I was? When I was on stage? Grease Live. No, on the um the filmed for TV uh, that they did a few years ago, twenty sixteen. Oh I think I you mean, were yeah, I, you were in Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh yeah, matter of fact, my wife and I they were doing it at some place in Philadelphia and we went yes. to see it. Yeah, now I re I remember what you're talking about. Yeah. Amazing. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was really cool. I was like, "Oh my gosh, mom, come see Bobby." <laughs> it wow. was the highlight of our of our night watching that for sure. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah. Well, Bobby, it has been the biggest pleasure and honor to have you with us today. I will Never forget this moment for as long as I live. Thank so you. truly, thank you. Chrissy, Joycelyn, <laughs> thank you ever so much. It was uh, a lot of fun. I appreciate your time as well. Thank you. Thank you. I could listen to you talk all day, honestly. We just want to take a moment to thank our very special guest today, Bobby Rydell. This has been unbelievable. I could totally cry right now, and I'm keeping it in. <laughs> I'm honestly speechless, but... Thank you so much. It's been an honor. Yeah, we are so grateful uh, to Bobby for donating his time and to his wife, Linda, for helping get us all set up with the Zoom. That was such a wonderful conversation to have. I honestly could have listened to him tell stories all day long. Mm -hmm. um, how? Yeah, that was... How lucky are we to have had these opportunities to chat with right. so many amazing, kind, wonderful, talented yes. humans? Um we hope that you guys loved it as much as we did. <laughs> there were a few tears, just a few. Yes, and if you enjoyed listening to Bobby, you should totally buy his book, Bobby Rydell, A Teen Idol on the Rocks, A Tale of Second Chances. It is so, so heartwarming. It's it's truly a wonderful story. And of course, you can find the album we discussed, Bobby Sings Bye Bye Birdie. I believe I saw it on Spotify. Is that correct? That is correct. Um, all of his albums were digitalized a while back, and you can find them all on Spotify. Yeah, so you can go listen to that as well. Uh, as for us, we're going to get going because we've got a lot of living to do. Indeed we do. <laughs> stay safe, stay stagey, and we will see you on our next episode of Breaking the Curtain. Bye-bye, birdies. Mwah.